This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zelma on Insurance. Today we're going to talk about how collateral estoppel prevents new litigation and litigants dealing with an insurance dispute over multiple parties may not try again after they lose by suing again in a different jurisdiction. The plaintiffs in this action are a group of special purpose entities that acquired various commercial properties and funded those acquisitions with loans. The loans required the plaintiffs as borrowers to obtain residual value insurance policies guaranteeing payment of the outstanding loan to the lenders if the borrowers did not satisfy the loan at maturity. The defendants are the insurers under those policies and related entities. The parties litigated the dispute to final judgment in Michigan and Idaho and filed a new suit in Delaware seeking the remedies they were not allowed to receive in Michigan and Idaho. In PVP Aston LLC et al. versus Financial Structures Limited et al., the Superior Court of Delaware on March 31, 2023, was faced with a claim of collateral estoppel, that is, once you lose in one court, you cannot go to another court for a different result on the same issue. At the end of the loan's terms, the plaintiffs did not pay the balloon payment, and the defendants therefore paid the lenders the insured value. In exchange for those payments, the lenders assigned the loans and related documents to the defendants. The insurance policies likewise required the borrowers to transfer all title and ownership interest in the properties to the defendants, the insurers, but the plaintiffs refused to do so. Instead, they took the position that the insurers and lenders breached the parties' agreements or the parties' agreement was otherwise unenforceable. The question that is ultimately dispositive for the court in Delaware, for purposes of the motions pending before it, is whether the collateral estoppel doctrine bars the plaintiffs from relitigating the issues already decided in Michigan and in Idaho. Plaintiffs are 34 special purpose entities that obtain commercial loans from several lenders or agents of lenders to finance the sale and leaseback of properties formerly owned by Rite Aid drugstores. The loans were evidenced and secured by a mortgage, note, and related instruments for each property. Each loan required a considerable balloon payment when the loan matured in 2020 or 2021. Defendants are Financial Structures Limited and its special purpose subsidiaries who loan the money to the plaintiffs. This litigation is not the only dispute between the various borrowers and FSL, the lenders and their affiliates. In addition to the two actions pending in Delaware, Litigation has arisen in several states where the subject properties are located, as FSL, its nominees, or third-party purchasers have asserted ownership and possession rights in the properties. 
importantly for the purposes of defendant's motion to dismiss, decisions in two of those states address the same claims and legal theories plaintiffs seek to advance in Delaware. Specifically, during the period between the filing of plaintiff's initial complaint and their amended complaint, courts in Michigan and Idaho issued decisions that rejected the theories and contractual constructions plaintiffs advanced in Delaware. Defendants moved to dismiss the amended complaint on the basis of those decisions. On December 22, 2021, plaintiffs moved for partial summary judgment. The court stayed consideration of that motion while it resolved the defendant's motion to dismiss the original complaint. After the court partially dismissed the complaint and plaintiffs filed their amended complaint, defendants again moved to dismiss. Analyzing the issues, the court dealt with the plaintiff's amended complaint concluding it must be dismissed in its entirety because all plaintiffs' claims are barred under the collateral estoppel doctrine. Collateral estoppel, also known as issue preclusion, refers to the preclusive effect of a judgment on the merits of an issue that was previously litigated or that could have been litigated. Under the collateral estoppel doctrine, once an issue is actually and necessarily determined by a court of competent jurisdiction, that determination is conclusive in subsequent suits based on a different cause of action involving a party to the prior litigation. The first question for collateral estoppel purposes is whether the issues are identical. Identicality depends on whether the contentions raised in the second proceedings are necessarily inconsistent with the previously adjudicated issues. The court concluded that the Michigan and Idaho courts both disagreed with the borrower's position that the parties intended the insurer's right to a loan assignment to be conditions on the performance of an appraisal. The Michigan court also rejected plaintiff's effort to recover breach of contract damages because the policy provides that the insurer shall have no liability to the plaintiff except to make payment to the additional insured in accordance with the policy. The Idaho court similarly found that the breach of contract claim was futile. In addition, having concluded that the ICA was enforceable, the Idaho court rejected the claim that FCL allegedly sold unenforceable agreements. Under Delaware law, a Delaware court will give the judgments of another state court the same preclusive effect as would a court in that state. Collateral estoppel law in Idaho and Michigan is substantially the same as the law in Delaware, and Delaware follows the majority rule that an appeal does not render a judgment non-final for purposes of race judicata or collateral estoppel. Michigan and Idaho law control the question of finality for purposes of this court's collateral estoppel analysis in Michigan and Idaho also follow the majority rule. Finally, it is apparent to the court in Delaware that the parties had a full and fair opportunity to litigate the issues addressed in the Michigan and Idaho actions. The decisions issued by those courts describe the case's procedural history and reflect 
that the parties had the opportunity to fairly present their positions. Those courts fully analyzed and considered the parties' multifaceted arguments. The Michigan borrower moved for reconsideration of the April 22, 2022 decision, but did not argue that it had lacked an opportunity to fully litigate the issues. Rather, it argued the court erred in its analysis of the law regarding clogging the equity of redemption. Defendant's motion to dismiss was granted. Accordingly, plaintiff's motion for partial summary judgment was denied as moot. In my opinion, the old children's motto that says one must try and try again when they fail does not apply to litigation. The insurers in this case were entitled to their subrogation rights to require payment of the loan and get title of the property. Once the plaintiffs lost in Idaho and Michigan, they did not have the right to bring the same claims in Delaware and were prevented by the clear application of the collateral source rule. This video was adapted from my blog, Selma on Insurance, which is available free to anyone who clicks on the URL zalma.com slash blog. You can also subscribe to the blog where there are more than 4,450 posts available free to anyone. You can also subscribe to the videos on rumble.com and on youtube.com. And if you found the blog or the videos to be of use and of interest to you, Please tell your friends and colleagues so that they can also subscribe and be able to read the blog or listen to the, and watch the videos. I'd appreciate it as you watch the videos if you would click on the like button at YouTube or the rumble button at rumble.com. You might also find interesting a subscription to my locals community and or to my Substack publications so that you can get further detailed information and law about insurance and insurance claims for a very small fee. Thank you for your attention. <laughs>